Welcome to the lost city of Anorlondo, chosen undead. Welcome to Level Select, a podcast about the best levels, the best levels from certain video games, or just the best video game levels from all time. I am your host, Robert Beach, and with me today is Brendan Hesse? Blendy? Yeah. Uh, you know what? We'll go with Hesse this time. Hesse it's this a, time, it's okay. A, it's a 50-50 toss-up, you know? That's fine. <laughs> the duality of Brendan Hesse slash Lundy. All right, so man, I like that a lot. <laughs> All right, so what is on our plates, Brendan? Today we are talking about one of my favorite sections of one of my favorite games of all time, and Orlando from Dark Souls. And Orlando from Dark Souls, and that is from the developer that brought you great mech combat games like Armored Core, Chrome Hounds, and Metal Wolf Chaos. Comes a game where the only metal involved is your weapons and armor. Not in your giant mech sedan. So we're talking about From Software's Dark Cells in Orlando, and it is most notably like I've never played any Dark Souls before. This is this is shame. Ah, uh, it's, it's it's fine. It's not my thing. I, it's fine. I, I don't it's like fine. No, giant disgusting it's, monsters. Yeah, it's totally fine. yeah, it's fair enough. It's it's already plenty difficult <laughs> enough for me, and, and you know, like facing like a like a hideous creature is like I'm out. I don't want to deal with this. I don't want any horror that elements gross. in my game. No, thank you. I well, I need a lot know. more purple and pink in my video games. That's that's all. Well, I've got an exciting announcement for you. Rage Two coming this year <laughs> or next year. I don't know when it's coming. Has it been announced yet? Officially, yes. Okay. But I mean, I don't know when the release date is. But uh, okay, okay. It's just those uh, Walmart um, semi reveals. Well, leaks. I should uh, say. Oh no, they. They they put out a they put out a teaser trailer. Uh, oh shit! Okay. Tomorrow tomorrow's the gameplay trailer. Yeah yeah. E3 man, it just keeps bleeding out further and further. Dear God. But that's not what we're here to talk about today, is it? No. No. Even though From Software should have a game coming out. Uh yeah, that is. You. I mean that's that's technically on the table to be potentially discussed. Is this um. Shadows die twice, whatever that ends up actually being. So, whatever that is, it might hold a candle or it might not hold a candle to 2011's Dark Souls, which is our main topic. And we're going to be talking about Anorlando, like I mentioned earlier. And, real briefly, like, what exactly is Anorlando? Anorlando is it's this really big city that sits atop this plateau overlooking kind of the entry earlier levels or earlier areas of the game there in the center of it is this big cathedral looking temple thing uh i think probably the most iconic part of on orlando other than the look of it which is drastically different than anything you've seen incredible up until that point yeah is uh there's this weird mechanism in the middle 
it's an elevator of sorts that changes the entire layout of the level as it rises and lowers and it opens up new pathways to different parts of the area so um yeah and lore wise like there's a lot of stuff going on there which we'll maybe touch on a little bit later but in terms of level design like it's got all these like bright oranges and pinks and stuff in the excuse me the stonework of the city and the temple and stuff and before that you you gotten a lot of greens and browns from villages and dank tombs and whatnot and so this was like oh wow it's it, there's a big sunset happening it's it's a very visually striking area. enormous castles like in, in previous like mm -hmm. up until that point it was, it was mostly just like oh these are ruins or these are places where you don't scale buildings like here oh my god like you're, you're climbing on top of windowsills and you just to traverse mm -hmm. and, and, and just it, it, it's a bit like a maze in some areas where you're going, going through the yeah. different hallways and in different um open um uh, bridges but it, it was yeah. just, just 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 that one what like opening scene where you're dropped off from uh sen's fortress by by like mm -hmm. what was it? it was like a, the demon gargoyle yeah or? so it's it's these weird they're called batwing demons batwing demons uh so so up until this point the game has been kind of semi-open almost metroidvania or castlevania-esque uh castlevania is probably a better example just in terms of aesthetics but it's that contiguous everything's kind of sort of connected or pathways lead in between different areas and the thing that's weird about honor Orlando is you get to this end of this one area it's called sen's fortress and it's almost like a legend of zelda temple sort of there's traps and big puzzles that you have to move you know change the direction of these giant falling boulders that will open up other pathways and whatnot and finally you get to the end of this boss battle against this giant iron golem at the end of Sen's Fortress and when you beat it these weird pink fleshy <laughs> demons they fly down and they pick you up and uh, they take you to another area and it's the first time that that has happened in the game since the first level which is kind of the tutorial mm -hmm. um, the undead asylum where um, at the end of that, a giant raven comes and grabs you and takes you to the Firelink Shrine. And the Firelink Shrine is the central hub, sort of, of that of most of the game, in fact. Even even on Orlando, you, other areas finally fold back into Firelink Shrine. But to get there, you have to go through this cinematic thing. So it's kind of this weird... It's cordoned off from the rest of the game up until that point in this really weird... Uh, kind of this it feels like a big deal like you're like oh man these fucking demons just flew down and they grabbed me <laughs> and now, now now I'm at the top of this giant staircase and you walk down the staircase I guess I gotta figure my way out of here <laughs> yeah and then, and then the first thing that you encounter in this area are these giant suits of armor these animated suits of armor that are trying to just they, they do tons of damage and living statues yeah possessed that statue, exactly basically yes sentinels and and they hit hard and they are surprisingly <laughs> fast for how big they are and so you have to like i mean you could take them down if totally you're, totally if you're patient and not but most of the time i mean for me when i got there i was like i was like nope and i just ran right <laughs> past them <laughs> and, and i was like oh, okay geez. I gotta find a bonfire. Where's a bonfire? So you're running through this area, and, and off to the left of, of this kind of, it's this, um, I don't know what you'd call it, like a, I guess in, in a castle, they might call it like a 
parapet or something like that. Uh, anyway, you you go down and there's this little room and there's the bonfire and you you find some 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 respite there. You know, you could say, okay, if I die, at least I'll come back here. Yeah, and, I, 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 and that's, that's your respawn point. So like, if if you die, then go back go back there. Or if, right. if you need to like heal up and like or, like regain some of your um, health vials or like Estus flasks as, as they're called. Exactly. Uh-huh. Or, or or just like you know eventually in the same level you do get like a an ability to like fast travel to like different bonfires and they're like bonfires seem to be like the oh God, fast travel points slash yeah like so respawn points um in previous and actually in all other uh souls games including bloodborne any of these sort of whether they're bonfires or lanterns or what have you Right. Uh, these areas are either fast travel points or some sort of like their gateways back to a hub. Uh, in the case of like uh, Demon Souls and Bloodborne, and I guess Dark Souls three and two. I mean, they're but, they're all Dark Souls is kind of an outlier in that it's like it doesn't really have a hub zone. It's they're their own thing. But at mm-hmm. a certain point in time in the game you're right you do unlock the ability to just jump back between all these different ones and so um but at this point in the game you don't have that so oh, no, that's, um, that's late stage in in Lundle yeah. itself but back back, yes. back to Lundle as a whole it did feel like this this is where like people got dark souls people understood yeah. like why people enjoy it or like realize like no this this is a thing that i i want from future games from here here on out just the 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 amount of like density here like what, what you can do here not not just with, like with lore but like one little move like oh wow you, you just completely changed the entirety of this area because you did this one action. Yes, absolutely. So it's really interesting. I'll, I'll get into my own anecdotal thing in a second, but the you know that whole meme of the, the real Dark Souls starts here, or this is the Dark Souls of whatever. <laughs> An Orlando is the Dark Souls of Dark Souls levels. Um, and so far, and what I mean by that is, uh, and some people might disagree with me. They might say, like, you know, the, there's, it's, a, there's it's, an it's area not just beyond difficulty. the catacombs or yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. That's, I, that's me, what I used to think of, of uh, Dark Souls. It was like, oh, this is just a difficult area. It's just an intentionally obtuse and difficult. But like, no, there's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of there's a lot of layers here. It's really, um, and, and part of the reason why they say like, oh, you know, the real Dark Souls starts here is because this is where, at the end of this of this area, which is a just an arduous. Uh, slog, and it's, I don't mean that in a bad way. It's it's just it's a war of attrition against the enemies in this in this area, and we'll go through the different it's, ones. But it's an onslaught of, of slu- suck, and until you get to the boss fight, which is like you can't face it alone. <laughs> no, not usually. And but I mean, these days you're kind of forced to. I guess the remaster, which is coming out soon. Um, and in fact, it's like. A week May twenty first for away. Xbox yeah. and PS four and PC two. Yeah, and then it's mm-hmm. a couple months later for the Switch. So you know, timing everything. Anyway, <laughs> um, 
It's 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 definitely like a far more linear than uh, the previous areas because like, like you say you can just like oh I'm just I'm in Blight Town now like uh, like I got out of the Undead Asylum like I'm right I'm right here or you're like right. uh, I I don't feel like doing anything here like, I'm just gonna leave and go to some other place exactly but this is like so, very like, much like you can you can just like no this is I don't want to say a linear path but it's, it's it's very much like no no you're you're you have to go through this area if if you want to explore other areas first it's it's comparable to in I don't know if you played A Link to the Past, but it's comparable to in A Link to the Past where you get to the dark world. And it's like, oh shit, this is a lot harder. And while I can see that things are going to be like crazy after this, mm-hmm. I just have to get through this area and I have to figure out what the fuck I'm supposed to do next. <laughs> and and so this, yeah, okay. So the real Dark Souls starts here because this is, it's, it's difficult. It's weird. It's obtuse. So I know Orlando is... It is. It seems to be. It's, it's like dead set in the center of the uh, Dark Souls it, as a whole. On, on like the if you're if you're tracking like oh this is area um, blank of twenty three. This is gonna be like like area eleven or twelve out of twenty three and such. So it, it is like once you hit the area like okay I'm kind of sort of at the halfway point here. Yeah, it does. It the first time I got to Anor Londo was a big deal for me because I think I mentioned it on the grind forever episode is that my first playthrough of this took forever and I just yeah. was throwing myself against everything I could but I was like constantly just like grinding and grinding and grinding and grinding so I had racked up dozens and dozens of hours before I ever got to An Orlando and that was on my second playthrough because I gave up my first <laughs> one. I was like, you know what? I'm doing this wrong. I need to restart. Yeah. Restarted. Got to Anna Orlando. It was a huge thing. And, and that was when I saw for the first time just how big this game was. Like, mm-hmm. there's so much that you do in Anna Orlando that is different from what's come before. So, for example, there's, um, there's just, like I said, there's that giant uh, elevator type of mechanism in the middle of the in the environment that connects you to either go to this weird there's this weird chapel and then there's this weird there's this giant castle and so uh and and there's some other areas also uh, attached to it but but the chapel is really strange because you're like walking on these catwalks at the top of the chapel while these assassins throw knives at you and you're so you're like dodging knives, trying to kill the assassins uh, without falling down. Because if you fall down, the fall damage will kill you. But if you get to the very end, there's this giant painting, and it, if you happen to have the right item on you, you can enter the painting, and that's you know an entrance to an entirely other part of the game called the uh, Painted World of Ariamis, which has its own you know crazy lore implications. <laughs> you know, there's the chapel area. Or I'm sorry, the the temple castle area, and uh, then there's a whole other section uh, further off. I guess what would you call that? To the left, if you if you're looking at, out towards the uh, giant castle area, uh, that connects to an, a whole other area called uh, library. I forget what it's called. It's mm-hmm. oh, it's the Duke's archives. The Duke's archives, um, and that's a whole that's a whole other you know totally. Lore implications. Yeah. Actually, sure. yeah. Speaking of which, like, let's try to like r- go back a bit and like, like start from the beginning of Anor Lundo, 
because mm-hmm. you start out like you know like overlooking giant vista and you know mm-hmm. all these castles and cathedrals and the beautiful sunset but you go up these stairs and you know, fight some giant sentinels these giant like walking statues that are oddly agile take them out take out a few mimics yeah. and chests and then you come across the first um firekeeper which is mm-hmm. the bonfire and n- normally like like, like uh, whenever you see a, a, a bonfire there's always a fire keeper like s- some sort of npc that's, that's just chilling near near it most of the time there is, or, or well, I shouldn't say most of the time, but a lot of time there is. So, the Dark Moon Nidus is the uh, the 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 firekeeper of um, the first Honor Londo bonfire that you find. Um, other notable bonfire keepers, firekeepers are um, there's a woman at the uh, there's like a little like a cell, like a prison that had. Mm-hmm. Um, She's been trapped in at the bottom of the Firelink Shrine, right under the Firelink Shrine. She's the bon keep, bonfire keeper there. And the interesting thing about her is the character that has um, that shows up later, if you let him out of his prison early on, he ends up killing her. And when you invade him to try and restore her soul so that she comes back and you can use the Firelink Shrine again, um, provided you don't kill him early, earlier, is you actually teleport into this chapel area in Anor Orlando. So um, this is kind of like, this is a really important area in the game and in, in, <laughs> in the lore of the game. But yeah, so you have the Dark Moon Nidus. Dark Moon Nidus or the Lady of the Darkling is, is, is yes. also another alias of, of hers. But she, she's she's interesting because like you, you first meet her and she's just like, <laughs> you don't impress her much. Um, she leans back and folds her arm, and she's go. And she's just like, "Hmm, so you're back, okay." Well, I am the keeper of the bonfire. If not for me, what beacon would there be in this lost city? Hmm. You have survived. Hmm. So you have received a revelation. Hmm. Hmm. You have made it back. Very well. Hmm. What is it? What am I? She also, she also tells this uh, story about Seif, uh, the the scaleless lore story, which I'll probably include here. Um, I am the keeper of the bonfire. Have you heard of Seif, the scaleless? In legend, he turned against the ancient dragons. He became Lord Gwyn's confidant, was granted dukedom, and was allowed to pursue his research. At the Regal Archives... He immersed himself in research on scales of immortality, the one thing that he did not have. But his very research drove him mad. The archives became a dungeon, a place for sinister experiments. Now, nobody dares even approach the Duke's forbidden archives. It looms over this land high atop the mountain. But I should warn against even an approach. The bonfires attended by the keepers are special. They are linked to one another, and their flames never die. Yet never shall the keepers of these flames meet. That's mostly like she's a part of some sort of covenant, which is some sort of the, team. The Dark Moon. I think it's the Blade of the Dark Moon. Blade of the Mark Duke Dark Moon. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's kind of the uh, the Dark Moon Covenant is interesting because they're kind of um, they. If you betray a covenant, which is like you kill someone in your own, or you leave a covenant, kill someone in your own covenant, 
or if you um, if you kill just an NPC player in general, you quote unquote sin, and the dark moon, the blade of the dark moon will come after you. Mm, okay. Mechanically in the game, so like other players, yeah. you'll you'll be uh, if they're in this covenant, they'll come after you if you've killed another NPC. Oh yeah, totally. There is like an NPC later on in this level where if you if you attack them, it's like oh well. You kind of change the entire level on top of Lady of the Darkling. Um, yeah. She's, she's like, oh, she's going to become hostile to you, and you're going to lose that ability to fast travel or actually use that bonfire at all. Yes, yeah, so you're talking about uh, Gwendolyn. Gwendolyn, yes. That, that is, is after you face uh, Ornstein and Smog. Yeah, so there's a, there's a second uh, optional boss called Gwendolyn, or I guess... Guinevere. Um, so Gwen, well, so Guinevere is different. Guinevere is a different character technically than Gwendolyn. Guinevere is um, the sister of Gwendolyn. Gwendolyn is, um, I guess you could say, it's kind of an illusion of sorts um, created by Guinevere. Is okay. We're. We're getting way deep. So basically, there's a, <laughs> there's a secondary boss, and the secondary boss, if you defeat this boss, um, is kind of the patron saint or patron deity of the the Dark Moon, the Blade of the Dark Moon Covenant. And if you kill this 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 boss, um, then you become hostile to the this certain uh, faction. Yes, and so since you're hostile to that faction, the bonfire keeper, uh, the Dark Moon Nitus, will kill you, or not kill you, will, will attempt will, to kill you. you attempt to kill you if you get too close to her. Um, and so, of course, that re- renders that bonfire unusable. However, if you kill her, you completely it's completely unusable. Um, but you do get her. Uh, I think. Maybe her set of armor, and definitely you definitely get her her dagger, which is mm-hmm. um, pretty good. Anyway, so you get her her materials. Uh, so this this character is really interesting, and technically, if you're trying to do like the full playthrough of of this, you have to sacrifice this bonfire if you're trying to do everything that you possibly can. Right. Yeah. Uh, at least this this type of playthrough. I mean, there's there's no right or wrong way to go through the game. Personally, in my opinion, other people might disagree. But uh, if you're doing a playthrough where you're going for, you know, gonna kill Gwendolyn, you're gonna have to sacrifice this this bonfire. That but that happens area. that happens after you've gone through Ornstein and Smau and the majority of this area. So you're not really hamstringing yourself necessarily. Um, to completing this this area fully, so it's right. something that happens afterwards, and you have to have like you have to have a special ring that unlocks a an extra um, hidden passageway. So you're probably not even going to do this until after your, you know, second maybe third playthrough. Oh yeah, like it, it, the 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 Souls universe type the Souls type games are like very much like. Oh, here's an NPC, and you can attack them, but doesn't mean that they're 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 they're, they're coming back. 
Like you very much like this is a plot sensitive NPC. Don't kill him, but you can you can kill him if you want. But there, there, there like, are some implications there. It's kind of like the other game that I often talk about on the PNB network, which is Morrowind, <laughs> where if you kill a if you kill a, a, a an NPC in Morrowind, you could lock yourself out of an entire. You could lock yourself out of the whole main quest line and exactly, just be like, yeah. well, you can't you can't fucking finish the the game <laughs> have go go do something out so um anyway so it's uh you know it's it's uh it's an interesting character it's an interesting thing that dark souls does where it you know will block you out of that stuff so anyway that's a very early one of the only npcs that you really run into at the beginning of the game or at the beginning of the area um later on you run into a giant who will a giant black equipment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You come, I forge. Shiny, shiny. Get shiny from Duke. Forge weapons. Make shiny. More happy. He's like easily like 30 or 40 feet. And you just see him, he says like, You come, I forge. Get shiny, shiny. Yeah, I mean, he basically he basically just grunts at you, and mm. it, it it's it's interesting because the other blacksmith that you've run into so far is oh they're, man, they're, they're I, typical height, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of he's kind of you know he's got kind of a, a pirate like accent. He's like you know, oi, where are you going? You know that sort of thing. If you run away while you're talking to a mid mid sentence, but the the giant is just it's kind of like this this wordless kind of gentle he appears creature. He, like <clears throat> he seems gentle and he he seems very like at peace with the world or it's like well there he goes i guess like he, he, even his like dying sequence if you do attack him it's uh -huh. it, like his final final words are like uh oh nighty night Peacing out. This, this, this is the this is the world I live in, you know. I yep. I'm gonna be back. What, what did, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna be back in the next cycle, so you fucking kill me. It doesn't matter. What what, what did I expect getting into this business of arms dealing? Like, of, of course, somebody's gonna attack me once in a while. Yeah. Yep. And, then, and, and, and speaking of which, like like he, he's, he's this 30, 40 feet tall, green skinned blacksmith, and he's he's forging these weapons on like an on like a tiny anvil for him. And like these weapons that he <laughs> yes, use, yeah. you, that, that, the weapons that you use look like toothpicks to him. Yeah, I mean he's he, uh, that's true. He's like he's got this little hammer, and it's just like tink 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 <laughs> for him. Whereas the other blacksmith that you run into, you know, he's he's this muscle bound, long gray mm -hmm. hair, long gray beard, just very prototypical blacksmith looking guy. You know, and 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 the anvil for him is huge, like. And the, and the hammer's big, and he's he's hammering out your armor. But this dude's just like tink tink tink. Oh he's yeah, just chilling next little, to a staircase. Little, yeah, I mean, this, what are you doing? This little thing. What are you? And I, like I, a tiny room for him. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like you have to go through this weird staircase out this window, and it's it's a weird location. You know, it doesn't make <laughs> any logical sense as to why he would be there, but. Again, like it's, it's, it seems like upon like doing like more research for this episode on Dark Souls, it's like this game is oddly comedic. <laughs> yeah, this it's 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 very it's very sardonic humor. 
Um, it's very dark and kind of like, you know, well, whatever. I mean, we're all, con you know, stuck to this weird wheel of constant, you know, this constant cycle. We're all going to go through the same shit forever. And it's we're always literally it's, going through the motions. Yeah. Yep. And so, like, whatever. <laughs> and it's it's funny it's very sad it's very there's a lot of despair in the world but yeah there's mm -hmm. like <laughs> there's there's other characters in this game that you know they talk they, they, they snore and and they talk to you like wow it's it's like this this is it doesn't take itself that seriously um, it, it it takes itself seriously enough. But there, there is some like, right. huh? Oh, what? Oh, yeah, you're the one who rang the bell. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, oh, I mean, yeah. this is a series that is beloved by um, Peter Serafinowicz, the the uh, the comedian, and he's actually in two. He's in he's in uh, oh, wow. Dark Souls two, and he's this character that tricks you. And um, in, in fact, if I was gonna if I was gonna describe this game as anything, it's kind of like this like, it's a trickster. It it, it 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 fucks with you and maybe maybe you die because it's messing with you but it's gonna laugh at you the whole time and because it's so kind of it's kind of funny you're like oh, okay yeah you got me good job good job yeah and I, definitely when you're facing a new uh, enemy it's like I didn't know they can do that or they can take away that much health but here we are no especially here where one of the yeah. first enemies you run into is a boss from earlier in the game you run into the gargoyle mm -hmm. the so the 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 gargoyles at the top of the undead cathedral which block the first um uh bell that you have to ring they are basic just regular old enemies here so <laughs> it's like i mean it's the kind of thing that happens in other rpgs and whatnot where you fight this boss it's a big deal and then all of a sudden Oh no, it's just a regular enemy now. Exactly. Because... Like, oh, I'm, I'm I'm facing two of them now, or four mm -hmm. of them. Right. Exactly. Uh, I mean, in this but case, it's just one th at a time. But this, this is definitely a game where like, you, you don't really like, quote unquote level up. You can upgrade gear. You can you can like maybe like up your abilities, but you're still like your basic character from the from the first start can, can still like defeat the final bar boss I mean, if, if you, you try do... hard enough. You do level up. I mean, you level up. Okay. Um, but the thing about the thing about Dark Souls, and it's kind of something that I like about Breath of the Wild a lot, is it's never. It, it, it's just like nah. Like you might be stronger and you might do more damage, but if you are lazy or you get too cocky, we're gonna we're gonna put you in your place. Mm-hmm. Humble. It's con it's it, it, you're constantly at a state of disadvantage at a state of I, I, don't, I don't know what the word is but basically disadvantage you're you're never ever ever going to overcome every obstacle in the game yeah you can you can grind you can over level you can cheese a lot of parts of this game but there's always going to be things about it where it's like no you can't cheese this part um, and Ornstein and Smau all all things considered is one of those parts where it's like all right yeah you you think you're so good but hey this is uh this is a real test and <laughs> if you can't do it then then uh you might need to go back and, mm -hmm. and back to the drawing board and try again 
No, that, that's that's definitely uh, Hida, Hidetaki Miyazaki. Yes, it, it, his whole worldview. It's, it's he's the director of the uh, pretty much like every Dark Souls and like Bloodborne game, but Dark Souls Two. He was more like a advisor there. Yeah. But his whole worldview is basically the Iron Sheik. All country way, make him humble, suplex him, put him in a camel clutch, break his back, and then fuck his ass. Make him humble to even respect our <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, and I mean, and his his entire storytelling and world building building philosophy is based on when he was a kid and he was reading, um, he was reading books in English and he could only recognize you know maybe a third of the story. So he had to make yeah. the rest up in his head, and that's how he tells the stories in his <laughs> games. So it's like it's like all right, we get a third of the lore. Now we have to fill in the rest, and then you get like hours of Fati Vidya or um, Epic mm-hmm. Name Bro doing years worth of lore breakdowns and analysis. So it's like, <laughs> you know, he in in Miyazaki's head, the full story is there, and we will probably never know the full story. And I prefer it that way personally. But that weird obfuscation that like we're not going to hold your hand, we're not going to tell you the whole story. That bleeds into the gameplay. That bleeds into the it's, systems. It's it's just it's always a mystery, even when you think you know what mm-hmm. what is going on there. It's 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 forcing that mysticism about, about, about these games, and it's, it's like if you just tell it like point blank, if you, you tell tell the entire story, it's like yeah, it was okay. That seems kind of neat, you know, cycles and all that. But like when you're like forcefully trying to like like obscure it and like try to like make 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 the gameplay more the forefront. And like you know, forcing you to like look through like every nook and cranny and every item description to see like oh you can kind of like piece together th- this puzzle and then instead of like showing you the picture, it's just giving you puzzle pieces for you to try like like does this go here? Is this the right spot? Like ah no might ah might work here. Yeah, and it it's a con- it's a constant uh, test of patience because there's mm-hmm. one area in Honor Londo which is for me one of the best um, examples of this in the whole game. There's uh, an area where all these silver knights. So there's these enemies called silver knights, which are slightly different than the, the black knights. The black knights are like almost semi demi boss type uh, car- er, uh, monsters in the game enemies in the game I should say mm-hmm. um, the silver knights are a little bit weaker than them but no less ruthless and there are all these silver knight archers and you are going through basically uh, it almost looks like you're walking on geometry in the level that you're not supposed to be on like you're walking up like weird uh, supports for the cathedral area and jumping through windows and stuff and the angles are all weird and you could fall off a ledge at any second you gotta hug corners and you're getting shot at these giant harpoon like arrows that they're <laughs> firing these these giant silver knights are firing these huge arrows uh, and that area that 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 um that section of the of the level Dude, I almost quit. I almost quit the game that first oh, yeah. time because it, it I was mean, these, so mad. I was so mad. These pathways, at the game. these pathways are, are, are like six feet wide, and they're they're like 
just just easily like just like you have two two of these archers like firing at you. It's like how am I supposed to dodge this? Like like dodge backwards, like dodge, dodge forward. But it's you know it's coming at an angle where it makes it difficult to do that. And, and I, you're, you're trying, yeah. And I think I mean there are ways. I mean you get like poison arrows and you can cheese it right but when you're just going through the first time and you just you don't know what's around the corner and then you're going up this you this weird you know roof side and you're not it doesn't look like you're supposed to be up there exactly <laughs> and, it, it, and it feels like you're like you're not supposed to be on this area like no no, no the, the, the other pathway is the correct way yeah you're, you're I mean, going it makes the right it a little way. more obvious yeah and then you're getting these you're getting shot off this pathway because either side of you is a sheer, you know, mm-hmm. half mile drop down to the forest. It's, and it's, it's like, intentionally trying to like persuade you away from this area, but it's like, no, this area is hard as fuck. It's like, hard we, as we fuck. Have these, we have these archers there, so like, yeah, you can't kill them. Like, you just have to avoid them long enough to just like be, go around them. But like, no, you have to go. You have to go through them. And honestly, like, so in a in a few days when I finally replay this game for my umpteenth time when the remaster <laughs> comes out. Um, I, I'm i curious to see how I'm going to fare with that because I haven't played that section in the game in like, you know... Forever, it's like, yeah. It's, it's been like two or three years since I did a full playthrough of the game. So I'm curious to see what that's going to feel like. I'm, I'm curious to see what Arno Londo is going to feel like. You know? it's um, It's such a interesting and iconic spot like I remember I remember so much like you know virtually everything about Dark Souls uh, I can I can mentally go through the whole world because it's that sort of Metroidvania everything's connected mm-hmm. world but you know can I do it well I don't know <laughs> that's always difficult yeah yeah but before then like you, you were mentioning like earlier there, there's um, oh gosh you were in the chapel and you're you're like going through the, these like two feet wide rafters. Man, I don't even know if it's two feet. It's like half a foot. You're like, oh god, yeah. It's like a tightrope. It's 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 yeah. So the, the the catwalks in there, and there's these weird. They look like um, I don't know. They look like Arabian Night rejects, and they're they're <laughs> throwing they're throwing curved knives at you, and um, that part's really tough too, and. And getting to the end of that felt like it, it was kind of a triumphant moment to get to the end of that um, and get down to the bottom, only to discover that you know the floor is also covered with tons of these these you know the the sentinels like the the um, well no giant no, no, no they, they no? they're they're um, they're just more of these these like ninja like characters uh, in, the, okay. in in these white these white robed ninja characters that are super fast they do backflips and they they will fuck you up if you're not careful like everything else in this level and this entire game um but then there's like i said there's that giant painting and um that was a weird moment for me because that was one of the first times where i went to i discovered something and i had no idea what was gonna go on like I don't no idea how to access it. What, what you don't it know what the critical path was, and you you mm-hmm. just going along. It's like I uh, I guess I'm just here now. Yeah. What is this thing? And um, you know, my first character, I had I didn't start with the uh, you need you need the uh, the doll to get through the 
the painted world and i didn't have it and and i had read it on a guide like just start with the doll you're gonna need this later and so my second character i did that and then i discovered oh you know it's to get through this this painting and there's other mm -hmm. you know extension of this of this area it's its own self-contained little world thing but yeah i mean it's the the you also open up to be fair you open up like um shortcuts to other parts of the of the level using that central central uh, staircase of some staircase sort. Yeah. elevator thing yeah <clears throat> but 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 getting to the end and like discovering oh i can't do anything here it was kind of a it was like a, oh all right that there's there's a lot going on in this in this game in this area like and and then you you come to uh one of the hardest bosses in the whole game we'll just skip right to it because i just want to talk about it is ornstein and smau or as i like to call and, it woodward and uh ornstein <laughs> so so ornstein ornstein is this uh dragon knight in the lore he he's uh conscripted by uh gwyn the lord of cinder and he and he fights the dragons um and the dragons are kind of this oppressive force along with mm -hmm. the gods kind of it's this whole so he's, he's part of like the king's posse of, of some sort and small right yeah and he now is like this giant executioner looking guy he's very rotund you know kind of a fat buddha like body when he <laughs> he, he, he reminds me of like uh, oh my god um the first 300 movie you 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 have that bald-headed uh invader king and then his like oh gosh his second in command who was just just this giant job of the hut like gelatinous blob that that's like so imagine him like twice that size with a giant ass hammer what was i i i am I, I need to look this up because I don't remember <laughs> the character that you are. Um, 300 fat dude. Might just come up. I'm going to say, oh, yes. Oh, totally. Yes. A hundred percent. This is, this is totally him. You're totally Totally right. him with um, armor. <laughs> well, clothes on, I, I, I should say. Basically, with, yes. He's clad, he's clad in armor and uh, he, he, he's wearing, and he's wielding a giant hammer as opposed to having exactly, you know, these yeah. weird blade hands whatever you think of as uh, morbid or <laughs> morbidly obese this this guy takes us to a whole another level he's kind of like he's kind of like um uh immortan joe Morton joe if, joe geez if immortan joe was a mute giant executioner Ugh, gross okay <laughs> anyway so anyway and then ornstein is like he's got this giant ornate dragon slash lion looking armor set it's really cool uh but the the uh the boss battle starts and you're against both of them and ornstein is really fast he wields a lightning spear smau really big powerful a lot of um, aoe uh, area of effect uh, attacks yes. with his hammer which gets really annoying oh yeah and so you're dealing with both right now right and it's like mm -hmm. okay i gotta focus on one to try and bring him down you, you think that work though but like this this boss battle is unique so these guys are buds and when you kill one of the buds the other one is real bummed out about it and then he goes over and he literally absorbs the other dude 
Absor so it was if, absorbs their life's force or like whatever made them unique. Uh, yes, and so then like so like let's say you did what I did on my first playthrough and you killed Smau. Well, Ornstein's gonna walk over and he's gonna absorb Smau, and all of a sudden you're gonna have this enormous Ornstein that's gonna fight you. Like uh, on the Ornstein twice his size. Once he absorbs on his uh, hand, rotund friend. Yes. And on the other hand, if if you kill if you kill Ornstein first, then Smau is gonna get really fucking fast and and electric. So, yeah. Yes. So either way, you're you're dealing with an extremely difficult second it's, phase. Exactly. Like it's a second phase you didn't realize. Like oh no, there's two people. Like once I take out one of them, like it'll, it'll surely get easier. Like nope. <laughs> no. No, it gets a lot harder. So anyway. This boss battle is very memorable. Um, a lot of people, uh, for a lot of people, this was kind of a, a rage quit moment, especially especially if you can't summon in a friend to help you take this uh, this duo down. It's it's uh, it's hard. Now I've I've done it multiple times on my own, but I will admit I think it was probably my first two or three playthroughs that I was like, there's no no there's no way I'm gonna do this by myself. Um, you would need to phone in a friend, or, or at least Solaire. Yeah, Solaire, or, or um, yes. Uh, I, I mean, I mostly did multiplayer, uh, but I, uh, you can, yes, you can summon in Solaire. Can we touch just base on a little bit on, on Solaire and what what he is and what he does? Because he's he's kind of <laughs> like a fan favorite character in in the game. He, he seemed like like a. I don't know, like, like, like the ability, to like, uh, like, hey, I need, I need help. Can you come over here and help me in this one area? Like, sure thing, friend. You really are fond of chatting with me, aren't you? If I didn't know better, I'd think you had feelings for me. Oh no, dear me, pretend you didn't hear that. <laughs> You've left me with quite an impression. I would relish a chance to assist you. Solaire, the Knight of Vestora, is. An interesting character for a lot of reasons. You run into him early on in the game in the, um, I think it's the Undead Cathedral. Or maybe it's, yes, yeah, Undead Cathedral. He's the uh, uh, Praise the Sun guy. Like, if you see any. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. He's the Praise the Sun guy. You meet him. He's like, he's super, he's super stoked. He's like, hey, man, I'm, I praise the sun. Jolly cooperation. Let's <laughs> kill all the bad guys. We're going to, we're going to do everything and it's gonna be great and we're gonna save the world undead um, versus the demons what do you say bud yeah by the end of the game he is a a, a gibbering psychotically broken individual he um not psychotically broken, psychologically broken individual <laughs> he um has just fallen into the depths of despair he you know he He's. It's an extremely tragic tale, just like anyone wow. in these in these games. Uh, things don't go well for him. It, 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 like Dark Souls, the worlds. It, it, it seemed very much like it, this world just descended into madness and, and, yeah. and just straight up chaos. So the interesting thing, I mean, from a an overall lore perspective of the entire series, this is it's a it's a it's kind of a an interesting uh, turn on its head. I don't know if a lot of people have thought about it this way, but to me, it's a turn on its head of kind of the Buddhist concept of of um, samsara and of the yuga cycle. 
um, which is like, you know, the universe is constantly being made and then destroyed and remade and destroyed and it just happens like that for eternity. Cycles, and you're on this constant yeah. wheel. It's a, it's a cycle. And these, these games always take place in the end part of the cycle. Mm-hmm. And you're always presented with the choice of like, okay, you can you can you can circumvent the cycle or you can continue it. And what appears to be the quote unquote good ending is always the bad ending when taken a long form view because you're like, oh, you just restarted the cycle. Exactly. The same thing is going to happen before. However, canonically, even if you do the right thing and you you do the 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 bad the dark endings and you, you're like you know what no i'm not gonna rekindle the fire i'm not gonna do whatever uh someone else comes along and does it and so it's inevitable that even if mm-hmm. you don't do it then someone else is going to come around and just start this whole thing anew so anyway um everyone including the night uh solaire is just they're just going to end up hitting this just extremely dark sad end before the cycle starts anew and you know you go through the whole thing again so anyway that's touching on Solaire and, and, and a little bit of the lore implications with him that's but tragic. yes it's <laughs> totally tragic however you could totally summon him in and if you have talked to him and you have um, you've agreed to cooperate with him he will he will show up at this at this fight if you can't summon in a multiplayer buddy to help you take down one of the hardest bosses fought thus far and mm-hmm. and in my opinion one of the like top three most iconic boss fights in the whole series what else do you like to talk about well so the interesting thing about honor londo um that a lot of people didn't realize until maybe their second or third playthrough provided they didn't have it spoiled for them is that there's actually a whole the entire level is an illusion the whole thing is is an illusion so you know i mentioned earlier like you get to this this beautiful you know pinks and purples and oranges because of the sunset and the and the marble tiles of all the structures and whatnot and and then you you notice that uh, like oh crap this guy had the reality gem the whole time and he just completely flipped the script <laughs> right, here yeah yeah and just snapped his fingers <laughs> and all the thing suddenly everything's different so anyway um but at the end of orange scene and smile you meet this kind of this character um named guinevere and it's uh guinevere is like gwendolyn like we talked about earlier a um an offspring of lord gwyn the lord of cinder Who's kind of the the big end boss in the in the world? But he's anyway, the big bad. He's the reason why you're like y- you exist. Because like the, the, the whole like core conceit of Dark Souls is like, oh, you you're an undead person who awakens, and you need to you, you, your your destiny, your your fate is to rekindle this flame. And to do that is you have to collect a bunch of souls, and you have to you have to you know, collect enough to face off against this big boss, this big bad. Right. So, um, what happens is, so I, so you kill, you kill Ornstein and you go up and you're basically greeted by this, this sun this, goddess, kind of, basically. This, um, she's, she's, she's in a dark room, just, just lounging around, she, she has a, she's massive cleavage. Yeah, and yeah. 
and you know, like braided hair, and like, there's a soft light going on her. Yeah, she's got behind. like she's got this. Yeah, she she's in this kind of like this red, crushed velvet upholstered room. Like you said, it's dark, but there's this these 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 rays of sun coming through this window that's illuminating her from behind. She's easily um, 50 feet tall, at least. Uh, at least, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, I was gonna say like 30 or 40 feet tall. 50 feet's probably even more. Bigger correct. than that giant earlier, yeah. the giant black. Oh yeah, she's she's huge. But anyway, if you shoot her, or you kill her, or you attack her, um, she disappears. <clears throat> and then what what happens is there's a fog gates of, of some sort, right? Uh huh. Yeah, and and the whole world. The on Orlando fades into darkness, like it becomes night. So it's it goes from this this beautiful sunset to complete darkness. And what you find, what you realize is, oh, this is the true nature of this of this environment. This entire thing has been an illusion. The same thing happens if you if you um, if you fight Gwendolyn, the optional boss later on. Um, these kind of these these sibling deities are kind of creating this illusion to kind of you know win over your character the chosen undead or whatever um but if you um if you kill them all of a sudden you become a a target for the dark moon covenant all the other mm-hmm. enemies in the in the area disappear like the the weird pink fleshy demons the the sentinels those things with the exception of the the silver knights and um uh, those those white robed ninja characters who are, right. who are who are blocking the painting. The biggest pains of your side, yes. Now it's but, darker, and they're still here. Right, but now there will be so throughout the game in Dark Souls, there are NPC player character human type characters who are much faster, much more cunning. Um, enemies that behave kind of like normal players and they invade you and whatnot and you're so you're constantly getting invaded and then you have these human quote-unquote human characters that you have to fight against in the area so it becomes much more difficult however Mm -hmm. you kind of realize like okay there's some there's 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 a lot more going on in this world like there's illusions and all this sort of thing but before then guinevere actually gives you the uh lord vessel which is like an an important key elements to the story and what what it does is it it grants you the ability to fast travel to different bonfires Mm -hmm. you know different checkpoints throughout the game oh chosen undead i am guinevere daughter of lord Gwyn and queen of sunlight since the day father is wounded obscurus I have awaited thee. I bequeath the Lord Vessel to thee. And beseech thee. Succeed, Lord Queen, and inheriteth the fire of our world. Thou shalt endeth this eternal twilight, and avert further undead sacrifices. But he gives you that. And then once you attack them, uh, Guinevere, then it turns to turns to darkness and like the whole world changes, like you said. And then you see this pathway to go to Gwendolyn, mm-hmm. who, who is this like I don't want to say like Medusa-looking thing, where it's like 
their their entire face is obscured and it has this like snake-like body to them. So Gwen- like, uh, uh, Gwendolyn's interesting because I mean you can tell from the name it's it's more of a feminine name. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dark Souls associates um, the moon and moon covenants and moon energies and moon magic with kind of like a feminine or divine feminine energy. And so Gwendolyn was born under whatever moon sign and because of his affinity for magic he basically was treated and uh, was was raised as as a, a a woman throughout his whole right. life um so he kind of he he presents as slightly more effeminate he has this weird like you said like serpentine medusa like appearance that kind of it kind of shows what they would eventually go for with something like um uh, bloodborne a lot of the characters in the in the forests have this kind of serpentine medusa-like appearance mm-hmm. that kind of remi- is reminiscent of of gwendolyn but gwendolyn is like we talked about earlier this optional boss it's this long corridor it's kind of the corridor itself is is an illusion you know much like the other stuff and there is an ending but it, it does feel like it, it's never ending it's, it's very long yeah um and that boss is is difficult because uh there's a lot of kind of homing missile projectile type attacks and that sort of thing um and and i think i mentioned it earlier and you, you're probably not gonna find it until your second or third playthrough unless you're super super thorough that first time and know exactly what you're doing right it's it's not optional in the way where they look at like oh you see the boss like you have you can avoid it but it's, it's very much like, oh, if you do this one action, then it's like, oh, oh, right. crap, this is what it is. is you have now. to have you have to have the right ring and go to the right area to uncover the secret. There's a at the very bottom of that staircase elevator structure is an area with um, a statue, uh, an art like a, a knight statue, and if you have the right ring on that statue disappears and you can go down you can join Gwendolyn's covenant or you can attack Gwendolyn and uh start the optional boss fight now i gotta say like we're exiting an an orlando now like more or less exhausted most of what what that area has to offer we jumped around a lot but yeah we covered pretty much everything but i I did want to get get a little more of that like comedic side of dark cells because like when I first saw this character, I thought like, "Oh my god, this looks like a horrifying boss character that you're gonna have to face." And yes, he can eat you and put him put you in his mouth. But <laughs> I'm talking about uh, King Seeker Framp. Uh, okay, okay. So yeah, so this is the character that I was talking about earlier, who snores and talks really strangely. So King Seeker Framp um, shows up after you have the Lord Vessel. And it's kind of like one of the after two, you got the carrot, yeah. One of the, he's one of two dragons, dragon-like characters in the game, um, who will try to convince you to do whatever. Um, and he presents as a, as a as a good character, as as we'll say the good as in like like oh you're you're here to fulfill your destiny. 
here. Like, yeah. Like, I, I am aligned with you here. But th- th- this dude looks absolutely terrifying, but he's just a comedically geriatric snake. No, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Well and wide awake. Do not treat me like an old withering snake. Heavens, you have done it. You have retrieved the Lord Vessel. After a thousand years, it is you. It is really you. (laughs) Forgive me. I really should calm down. Now, let us take that vessel on a journey. I assume that you are ready. Now, be still. Yeah, pretty much, yeah, and, and with like weird, jowly whisker-like things, and he shows up in the Firelink Shrine. Um, it it does this look time. like a Fu Manchu, I think. Sure, it, it, it looks like a mustache. Yes, sort, yeah. yes. Um, and he shows up at this point. He has a counterpart which looks identical, um, which is a dark. Um, it's a dark snake head with like bulging dark, like yeah. bulging giant eyes, and like massive teeth yeah so they both horrifying teeth they both have like yeah mutant horse teeth basically Um, oh god (laughs) and so but the 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 dark one he shows up later on when you fight um the uh what i'm blanking i want to say the abyss walkers but that i don't think that's exactly it but anyway another another uh Difficult. His, his evil brother Frampton. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Peter He's Frampton. Wearing a hood. Yeah. He, he shows Peter Frampton. <laughs> he uh, he talks to you with his vocoder guitar. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, the he's got a hood and like a harmonica attached to his mouth. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that joke was okay. worth it. Damn it! Shut up. It, it was. It was. It was. It was. It was. Um, but anyway, so Darkstalker Kath, or Kath, he's he's the bad one. He shows up um, when you fight the. Uh, so is the, the evil four brother. Kings, he's trying to. Yeah. Um, so he's the evil brother, and he's he's the leader of the Dark Wraiths. Um, he he's the whole he's he's the guy who's kind of behind this whole thing. He awakens Manus, who's like. Oh hey, I'm like he's he's in the DLC. He's like he's he might be the the character that start this whole cycle into motion. Basically, is what the the lore implications there. Oh, are. Okay. Uh, so anyway, he both of these characters we were alluding to it earlier. Frant and Kaith are like trying to get you to do their own um, bidding or or whatnot. It, you know, it does turn out that Kaith might not actually be the bad guy, and that Frant might actually be the bad guy by wanting to prolong this 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 fire uh, whereas as cape is like fucking ended like <laughs> like just let it all go to darkness let it all fall like let, let us, the past die yeah exactly. yeah let's 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 <laughs> fall into this this fire this lightless abyss let's, who let's, knew that Frampt, the guy who clutches you in his giant mouth and transports you to another area is actually kind of evil maybe I mean, that's the thing. Is everyone in this game is evil? Like no one's good. I mean, so so so, 
by virtue of that, everyone in this game is kind of good. Um, I mean, sure. Like, if everything is evil, there has to be like some form of good there. Like, like good is re is a relative term there. Yeah. Well, and that's what this. I mean, if if you're gonna describe Dark Souls as one thing, it's relative. It's morally relative. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, but he shows up at the end of at of this area in Firelink Shrine when you get the um, the Lord Vessel from uh, what's her name, Big Tits McGee. What's her name? Big Tits McGee. Guinevere. Yes, Big Tits McGee. Um, yeah. Funny funny thing about it, you you were mentioning earlier like uh, Dark Souls has this uh, message system like it gives you like warnings or like a. Uh, or like it gives you like other players can like leave like little messages for other players. And uh -huh. like you you were mentioning earlier, it's like big big chest ahead, big chest ahead, like, or warm you know, chest yeah, ahead uh, and soft chest ahead. It's like all right, all right, all right, get it, I get right, it. You're talking it's about like, all right, I, I get it, get it. It's killing joke here. Look, like <laughs> okay, yes, like there, it's very obvious that this character, like the, her arms are crossed and her boobs are resting over the top of her arms. And they're these it's, it's an illusion. orbs. It, it's, it's like yeah. it's insane. It's stupid. It's dumb. <laughs> I kind of hate it. It's got those uh, dead or alive uh, titties. Yeah, <laughs> where they have like a mind of their own. Yeah, like each one they're has just its massive, own. just because they're massive. Yeah, they have their own. But again, that it, it plays into the lore because it, it's it's all like a like a big illusion quote for for a Gwendolyn because you expect that they, you know like oh, who, who's who's the sun god here. And like, oh, it's, it's, it's this giant person. It's this person who's literally larger than life than what it actually is. Any other closing comments for an Orlando? <sighs> so I, I'm going to be uh, playing several clips of, of like the various um, characters you mentioned. Like some funny, some some interesting. So some just to give you know set the mood and just give some perspective on on these characters here. Oh boy. Uh closing thoughts. Um this is a very good area in a very good game. <laughs> um if you if you make it this far in the remaster, just know you finally did it. You 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 got to the point where Dark Souls really begins and everything from here on out is even harder than everything you did before. So fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Insult the audience. That works. <laughs> no, I don't mean that. <laughs> it's just what Dark Souls is saying, you know. No, it's it's very much the moment. It's like, okay, if it doesn't click now, it will never click again. Yeah, yeah. If I mean, if you've if you've got here and you're not like, oh my god, I need to see what else this game has to offer. Mm -hmm. You can you can turn just it off. Quit. Well, Watch. we're already at an hour in, and that's just let's go for another hour. No, I'm just kidding. I have work at seven. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so do I. Yeah. So that about does it for this episode of Level Select. Um, Brendan Lundy slash Hesse. Mm -hmm. No, Brendan LH. There you go. Duality of Brendan. Um, is there anything you like to plug? Is there anything you want to make mention of? Uh, you can follow me on the Twitters at Brendan underscore LH. Uh, I might be changing that to the duality of Brendan soon because that's a real good, it's a real good name. Uh, you can you can catch my writing, uh, which I write about a lot of AV and video game uh, stuff at digitaltrends.com. I also uh, appear on our weekly video game stream uh, on Tuesdays currently, uh, but that changes throughout the week. So 
follow me, follow Digital Trends on Twitter, or don't. That's totally fine, too. Um, but yeah, that's all I have. I do have some other projects and other things to show off later. Uh, so if you like listening to me talk, which why would you? I don't know why you would. But if you do, for whatever random reason, follow me on Twitter and I'll have some cool stuff to share within the next month or so. Hmm. Awesome stuff. Brendan, is there a song from Dark Souls? Is there a track you like to end this we should, episode with? We should totally end with the boss theme from Ornstein and Smash. <clears throat> Oh, from Woodward and Ornstein. Woodward gotcha. and Ornstein. Right. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yes. From Peter Frampton. I'm just imagining. I'm just imagining like all, all, all these like both those characters just in like dress shirts and ties and slacks as they're, as like, when, they're in, <laughs> when they're in the office. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> totally. That's what it is. It's it, it. The true Dark Souls is closing the deal. All right. So Ornstein and Smoo. Not not smog, but uh, Smoo. Right. Smo. Smow. Smoo. Smow. Just don't say smog. Smog. That's right. That's that's the dragon fella it's from a soft, uh, Lord of the Rings. It's a soft G. And we will end on that soft G with um, Ornstein and Shmoo. And tune in next episode. We'll be talking about Desert Bus. Magnificent. <laughs>